All right. What's up, everybody? My name's Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, where the deal is already done. Now, I'm coming to you guys live, Facebook and Instagram. <clears throat> We're on episode 50, which is pretty exciting because uh, I'm almost, I'm halfway to the goal of 100 episodes. That's the big, the big goal is to um, hit 100 episodes. And uh, that means that I've, I've stayed committed, <clears throat> which I normally have. Uh, I just wanted to fix that. It's bothering me. I wanted to, um, you know, a hundred, a hundred episodes is pretty crazy on my, on my end. Damn, this thing I'm paced. Uh, hang on one sec. I'm just going to type this in. I was going to try to paste in the description over here on Instagram and it didn't, it didn't work out. Cause I wanted to put the, I wanted to put the website URL in here. D of goals and updates. Hang on one sec. All right, so I know for next time. W dot done deal investments. Messed that up. Investment dot com. The new investment. All right. So, all right. So I put up, uh, cause I'm trying to do it. So when people join on Instagram, it, it gives them the title of what's going on. Cause they just join a live stream. They don't know what's going on. So when they join the comments. They kind of know what's going on. So it's episode 50 of goals and updates. And then I just put uh, the URL, which is www.dundealinvestments or dot, dot com. <laughs> no, I can say that. So, all right. So we're going to be talking about real quick. We're going to be talking about, um, the 10x growth conference i got some some information on the 10x growth conference which i didn't know any of this stuff i just kind of went through it uh like literally like an hour ago maybe 30 minutes ago and uh there's a lot of information that if if you're actually going to the 10x growth conference you're going to want to know this information so i thought you know i i figured i'd pass the information over i got a couple people like thomas that are going and uh, it's, it, there's a lot of information they probably have no idea about, which you're going to want to know about. So I, I figured I'd pass it off on this. So the other two topics after we talk about that is going to be identity and persuasion. We'll do done deal investments, and then uh, we'll do the extra. So for anyone that doesn't know, my name is Tyler Dunn. I own a company with done deal investments. And... Um, so with Done Deal Investments, I'm always looking to increase my education on business. Now, I just did um, taxes. So I just did my, uh, my personal tax, tax return, which I finished today. And uh, I got to do the business taxes for the business Done Deal Investments because uh, we came, you know, now we're at the, the beginning of 2019. So I got to do that. And then, uh, which I've never done taxes yet. So it'd be the first time ever with Done Deal Investments that I'm doing taxes for the business um and first ever time doing like business tax which is like 110 percent different than personal tax so it should be interesting i'm gonna learn a lot hopefully and uh, we'll, I'll, I'll update you guys once i did that and then uh i'll let you know how it went how stressful it was because a lot of people get stressed out during tax season because uh they, they you know there's a lot of information you gotta like jot down you gotta keep a lot of records you gotta do a lot so i'll let you guys know uh, probably by like the next episode, if not, maybe the next one after that, because I think the next uh, next one would be tomorrow on Monday. So 
<clears throat> depending on how long it takes, because my personal took about like maybe two, two and a half and be like almost three hours to, I was trying to read all the information and, and hope and make sure I put in all the correct information. So especially with the business tax, I got to do that 110. So, all right. So real quick, I'm going to talk about the 10 X growth conference, which is going to be held in Miami at the Marlins park stadium. And uh, I wanted to give out a little bit of information that I jotted down. So I got information on the speakers that are going to be there. I got information on parking. I got information on um, a little bit on security, registration, and seating. So that's just some stuff that I didn't I didn't know. Uh, this is kind of bothering me. Hang on. Let me fix this. All right, I got it. So we'll start off with uh, the speakers. Actually, I'll give you a little bit of insight on the 10x and and you know what what it's really about, and then we'll go into the speakers and we'll go into the other information. So. The 10X Growth Conference is normally a conference that Grant Cardone hosts, and then he gets a bunch of motivational um, speakers or influential speakers that have done things at massive size. So the speakers he gets are normally either well-known or they've done something uh, tremendous with their business, and that he wants them to pass information. Now, I haven't gone to any – This is, it's called the 10X Growth Conf Conference 3 because this is the third – 10x growth conference that Grant Cardone has held. I haven't gone to the other ones. I know the set the, the second one before this was in Las Vegas, which um, the, the my my one friend Felipe has gone to and said it was amazing. And he said I had to go to the 10x growth conference three. So I ended up getting a I ended up doing a deal that he was having. It was a BOGO deal where it was buy one get one. I'm going to bring my friend Eric, and uh, so. That's that's why I'm really going, and I, it's it's a three day event. So it's going from February first to the third, which is next weekend. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I know you can still get tickets. So if you if anyone's interested and wants to go, I think I think they're selling general tickets for like ninety five bucks. There's like student discounts that they're trying to promote and get rid of. Uh, there's there's a bunch of deals that's going on, especially since we're coming up to like the last week until uh, the 10x growth conference actually happens. So if you're, if you're still interested, I'm sure if you're living in like South Florida area, Miami, Coral Springs, uh, Fort Lauderdale, I'm sure you saw like the billboards. He, he has a lot of billboards around here. Um, even online, he's been promoting a lot online too. So if, if you've gone on something where it's uh, related to just like online, maybe just on like Google or YouTube or whatever, I'm sure there's probably an ad that popped up for the 10X Growth Conference. So it's gonna, supposedly he's getting 35,000 people. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know if he's going to hit that goal. I'm sure he'll say it once you get there, like towards the, uh, at the end of the event, he'll probably announce it, but his goal is to try to get 35,000 people packed in there and, and, uh, attending the growth conference. So that's pretty interesting too. And it's, it's really like a networking opportunity as well. Cause you're going to have 35,000 entrepreneurs that are going to be, they're not just going to be in the United States, going to be like worldwide. So I had, um, my friend Felipe that went to the 10 X growth conference. 10x growth conference too told me that he had a um he met a a person there that was from i think like india or something like that somewhere um not in the united states like out of the country and it was pretty cool because you know it's cool that you're going to meet people that aren't you know just in the united states you're going to meet people from all all over the place which is pretty interesting so uh and and they announced it as like a networking opportunity too because like you're going to have opportunity to network a lot so 
if you're a business owner, if you're someone that like Grant Cardone, if you're someone that just wants maybe like more um, motivation in your life, I definitely would recommend trying to get a ticket and going. Now, I'm going to give you some information that I found out when I went on there, which I didn't know. And I kind of lucked out on going and just thinking to myself, like, I should probably go do some research on this as we're a week away. And I didn't want to wait till the last minute. Um, another thing too, was I didn't know how to get the seats. Cause when you go and you buy your tickets, it just tells you the section. So they have different sections like VIP diamond, um, general, which is all the way in the back mezzanine, which I think is the second. And you have like executive. And then I think it goes to like, there's suites, there's VIP, there's a bunch of different stuff. Diamond. I think diamonds like right in front. So, um, so I didn't know you had to go pick your seat. I just figured like first come first serve in those general sections. Like I knew you had to go to that specific section. Now, <clears throat> and I, the only reason I went on there is because my one friend Thomas was sending me stuff and he said, you know, I picked, I picked my, my, uh, my seat and specific, and he gave me a specific seat number. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how to, how to pick that. I don't know where to go. So what you have to do in order to pick your seat is uh, even if let's say you just bought a general ticket um, or you just bought the section, you got to go to, uh, I think it's called Grant, Grant Cardone 10X Growth Conference 3.com or it might just be like 10X Growth Conference 3.com. You just type it into Google, it'll come up. It's like the first thing. And you log in, you use your email that you uh, specifically use for the tickets. And then it'll go into, it'll show you the ticket and then it'll be like, all right, pick your seat. There's not many seats I'm sure of because uh, I'm, you know, I'm sure a lot of people picked it already. I lucked out and had two seats that I, cause I have two tickets obviously. So I'm trying to do it where me and my friend are next to each other and lucked out with uh, two seats, you know, next to each other and available. So uh, if, if you're going to do and, you know, buy a ticket now or maybe you bought a ticket and you're trying and you got to pick your seat i would hurry up and do that because there's uh, when i went on there for the the mezzanine section i didn't see a lot of like two uh two seats next to each other it was like one seat here one seat all the way across so if you're going with um a friend family member or a group of people and you're trying to get seats together i definitely would probably hurry up and go and select the seat uh now the other thing i learned with the seats is uh, there's registration, there's like a mandatory registration on three days before the event. So I think it's uh, when, I think it's uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I might be wrong on the Tuesday. I, I definitely look into that. I know on Wednesday and Thursday um, from like, I think I said something like six in the morning. I think they're all different times to be honest with you too on each day, but they're, they're basically like an all day thing and you go there and that's where you get your, uh, your actual um, badge. So that's where you're going to get your badge. Now it's set on there. If you have fast pass, if you're registered under a fast pass, you're technically already registered and you can skip that process, which on my tickets, it said I had fast pass. So I don't have to do that. <clears throat> so I'm not, I'm not really sure how you get the fast pass or uh, you know, that's, that's something I guess my tickets just came with when I bought the BOGO deal. Um, I definitely would look into that on yourself. Um, and, uh, if you get the fast pass and you pick your seat, they'll send it to you. So as soon as you pick your seat, it'll say like, all right, we're going to send you, um, on the shipping address that you put on there, it's going to send you the fast pass. Now, um, I think let's say you miss those days. You can't get to those days of the Thursday and the Friday and possibly maybe that Tuesday. I don't know if that Tuesday has one, 
But let's say you miss those. I think you can still register technically on each day. Like, so if you came on that, um, that Friday, you have to get there early. And it's like from a small window frame in the very beginning of the morning where you can register, I think still, but I wouldn't wait that long. If you have to actually register and get your badge, I definitely wouldn't wait that long. Definitely because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to miss out on those, uh, those, those pre-registration dates and there's going to be a lot of people. It's probably going to be hell. So I, I wouldn't wait. Um, the other thing too is parking. So parking is obviously a big thing. I've gone to baseball games there. What's up, Edwin? I've gone to baseball games there at the Marlins stadium and um, it, the parking just for baseball games is insane. I've gone there and I couldn't get a parking spot. What's up, Greg? I couldn't get a parking spot at the, the Marlins Stadium. So if if you're going to the 10X Growth Conference and you're going to park, they gave specific uh, instructions for parking, and they, they highly recommend not to drive there, Uber or Lyft. But if you're someone like me, if you're someone like me that's kind of like an hour away, I live in Coral Springs, I don't live in the Miami area, um, you're going to – it's going to take you uh, – you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost a lot of money because you got to go there three days. So I think when I looked up Uber and Lyft, it was about forty-three bucks. Uh, I think I think Uber was like forty-three, maybe forty-one dollars if you uh, did like the carpool. But if you did like a regular um, Uber ride, it was like forty-four, forty-five bucks a day. So you got to times that by three. I think it came out to like a hundred. I had it somewhere. I think it came out to like a hundred and twenty-five bucks, roughly, or a little bit over that. So if you're someone like me, you might have to park there. And they and if you go on the actual website, they give you a parking a parking pass where you can go and buy the parking pass. Now I think I believe it's like twenty dollars a day plus you know they're going to charge you fees for certain things. So I think it came out to like twenty five bucks a day. So it's a it's a little bit a lot cheaper if you're driving hours away with an Uber. I, I probably would drive and try to get the parking passes. Now um they say with parking too you want to get there extremely early so i think it said like don't get i think it said get there around like at least 7 30 the latest in the morning um i you know i i probably i'm gonna probably try to get there at seven to be 100 uh to be 100 honest with you i'm not gonna probably wait until 7 30 or later i'm gonna probably try to get there at seven now that's parking but and i'm sure it's gonna be hell i'm telling you it's it's there's the baseball games themselves are hell. They're trying to get 35,000 people to the Marlins stadium. So I'm telling you, it's probably going to be hell parking. And if you can avoid parking, I definitely would avoid it. Um, the other thing too is security. So security, they said, if you have like bags, like you can't bring computers, you can't bring, um, you can't bring a lot of things. So I would probably just bring like a notepad and a pen. I don't and Sometimes at these events, they give you something where you can write and they give you like a pad because they know there's going to be a lot of note-taking. I noticed, too, you can download an app. And I went on the app and experimented on the app. And the app, it has a notepad. So you can jot down notes. And then I think you can email the notes to yourself, which is pretty cool. Now, some of the speakers, I think that's basically everything with, like, parking security, registration, and then picking your seat. So now they have the whole list out of the speakers. So they have a lot of good speakers and a lot of speakers I have no idea who they are. So... Some of the speakers are Sarah Blakely, who I've heard speak before, amazing. Russell Brunson, who I've seen some of his speeches. I know who he is. Elena Cardone, which is Grant Cardone's wife. Grant Cardone himself. Uh, Ryan Dees, which I, I don't know who that is. Bethany Frank 
Frank L. I don't know who that is. Steve Harvey. Everyone probably knows who Steve Harvey is. Uh, Jesse Itzler, which I've, I've seen. I know who Jesse Itzler is. Damon John, which I know Damon John. Damon John is from Shark Tank, which everyone probably knows. Ty Lopez, which is another uh, a famous um, social media guru. John Maxwell. I've never heard of John Maxwell. And Pete Vargas, which I've never heard of Pete Vargas. So those are the speakers. I don't know. I don't think they're going to have any more. I think that I think by now they probably have all the guest speakers. It's a week away. So that's all the speakers that I saw through the app. Because on the app, you can actually go on the schedule too. They'll show you like how the schedule is structured. What's up, Wes? They show you the, the structure of the 10X Growth Conference um, schedule. So that's uh, that's the 10X Growth Conference. So I, I figured I'd pass down that information. It's been it's been basically marketed everywhere down here in South Florida. I'm I'm 100% going three day event for a three day conference at the Miami um, Miami uh, Park Stadium, and that, it's going to be intense. It's supposed to be 35,000 people attending that event, which is pretty nuts. Um, let me see. All right, so real quick, we're going to talk about the two subjects since I got that done. We're going to talk about identity is the first one, and then persuasion, which is the second one. Now identity i heard this in a motivational speech and it kind of i kind of thought it was like a really a, a massive subject or topic to really talk about and most people they might think they know their identity but they really don't know their identity um which is pretty crazy right it takes a it takes people a long time to figure out who they are how they identify themselves um characteristics all that all that stuff is tied into identity um myself i can tell you that i 100 percent know my identity things might change in the future obviously like you know you grow up you get older uh thing you know you eventually adapt and things change in your life but i can tell you that my identity is um you know i have faith i have religion so i'm catholic i have that uh i'm also very very business oriented so I'm definitely doing something in business, which, you know, I, I think anyone is really going to do anything in business because, you know, whether it's owning your own business, working for a bit, everyone's going to work for someone. So business oriented should probably be everyone's kind of uh, specialty, in my opinion. Um, helping people is definitely a big topic for me. That's something that I identify myself as is trying to help as many people. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I'm trying to get the stuff off this computer. Um, so helping people is a big one for me. Like I definitely want to help as many people as I possibly can. That's why I started the Done Deal Investments LLC business or company. That's why I try to. Uh, I'm trying to dedicate more of my Saturdays in the mornings to go and help people, and try to do the best I possibly can. With just like if someone needs help for whatever reason, I try to give them the helping hand. Uh, there's something that um that really resonated with me with helping people where I saw this motivational speaker. I think it. I think it was. Denzel Washington, all right, and he was doing a, he was speaking, I don't know where he was speaking, it was just, it was just his voice that was talking, so I don't, I don't know where he was speaking, but I'm sure it was like to a crowd of people, maybe like a college uh, institution or college graduation, and what he said was, uh, once you get, once you get to where you need to go, success, fame, whatever, you know, wherever your goals are, then reach for the next person and bring them back up, so your job is once you get to where you need to go for yourself, whether it's fame, whether it's, you know, riches, whether it's uh, bettering yourself in life, grab the people next to you and bring them up with you. 
And that was something that, that resonated with me pretty hard because, uh, you know, you don't really think, you don't really think that way in the sense of like, when you're working on yourself, uh, I'm sure once you get to that point, you kind of don't, you probably, you know, you're working so hard on yourself. You're not really thinking about the people around you and you're not really thinking about like, Oh, I can help this person and, and boost them up to this level too. So that was something that resonated with me, with me pretty hard. I just wanted to share that. But uh, trying to think. Um, so yeah, so helping people. I got strong faith. I have work ethics. So meaning like I, uh, what's up, Ryan? So I, I work, I try to work my ass off. I try to outwork the people around me that I'm working with. Uh, that's, that's what I resonate as my identity. Uh, I'm trying to think maybe what else I can probably add to that. But those are like the three traits that I know for sure. And I, I know deep down to my soul that I, I don't want, especially as a business uh, owner and especially someone that's trying to get more into sales and stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, people think of business as like dirty or a salesperson as someone that's not uh, a good person and it's going to rip them off. And, you know, I'm, I'm someone that's really, I'm not trying to do that at all. Like I'm just trying to help the next person. And uh, unfortunately, you, know, you got to make money to be able to keep going. So money is obviously, and the thing too is money's not evil. Money is a tool. So you got you to gotta realize that uh, it's not the money that's evil. It's sometimes the person on the other end maybe that's bad. And, uh, you know, obviously I've had, I've had uh, incidents like right now I'm going through a thing with a, a company, which they're, they're not bad people. It just got locked into a contract. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I'm going to have to do the best I can with it, but it's, it, I don't think it's, it's really helping the business right now as much as uh, I thought it was going to be when I was going into it. And then I got locked into it because I didn't see a certain thing on the contract. Now, <clears throat> you know, I'm not telling myself, you know, oh, these people are terrible people. That's, that's why, you know, like can't do business and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's just part of the game. You know, you're going to have people that are going to, uh, you know, not be the nicest people and they're going to have people that are going to try to take advantage of other people. It's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's life. There's really nothing you can do to get around that. You just have to try to, you got to try to be a better you. You got to try to learn from it. You got to try to, um, not really, I guess, put yourself in a position where like you'll get taken advantage of and you just got to keep learning. Um, but it doesn't, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't really affect you as much as I think it really affects people when they get kind of screwed on a deal or something happens like in inside internally for them, they, they lose, I guess you would say like their own identity, like who they are. They let it affect them deeply down inside. Um, with identity, I'm going to try to get back onto the identity topic. Identity, you know, you got to figure that out. Um, you know, I, I know who I am as a human being, as a, as a person, you know, in, in front of you right now, but you got to maybe tell yourself the hard part too is with identity is sometimes you don't think of identity. We just kind of, we just keep going through life and you don't, you don't really officially look at yourself and go, you know, who am I? You know, I look at myself in the mirror every single time I'm getting ready in the morning and, and, you know, I'd probably say me like two out of the well, more seven days of the week, I'd probably say maybe like three or four times a week, you know, I look at myself in the mirror when I'm getting ready and I go, okay, who, you know, who are you? What can you do to better yourself? What can you do to, uh, you know, you know, self-improve yourself plus, you know, what can you get rid of? What's, what's kind of dead weight in your life? 
So, you know, you got to – it's it's hard because, like, you know, when you first do something like that, when you're first trying to figure out who you are, when you're questioning a lot of things, it is weird because of the fact that, you know, you, it, it's like you're trying to figure yourself out and maybe you don't have everything figured out. I mean, I, I don't think I have – I have plans, I have goals, I have ethics, I have, you know, I have, I have the structure, but you know, you don't, things happen. So like, you, you're not going to fully, I don't think be able to put, I don't think you're going to be fully be able to put together everything perfectly just because life is, life is going to happen. Um, but you can at least get your identity kind of put together. Um, and I know like, especially with successful people like Grant Cardone. Like I just watched an inter- interview that I shared with Grant Cardone and a guy named Ed. Oh, damn. I always met, I always forget his name. It's Ed Millette. I think is his last name. And they did a joint interview with uh, this other guy, Omar, who's like an interviewer. And uh, I go, it's, it's like a deep, deep interview. It's like a two hour interview. And, you know, you can tell that both those people know exactly who they are what their capacity is, how, how um, compatible they are with whatever they're doing or their capacity, capacity to get to that next level. And um, you, you just know, what's up, Jerry? Uh, so you just know, like with those people, they, they know their identity. You got to know your identity to get to the next step, to get past, you know, maybe bad things in your life. And I, that's what I really feel is like, if you don't know who you are, if you don't have identity, you know, one thing's going to hit you, like life's going to hit you and you're going to, you're probably going to fall. You're going to fall pretty hard and you're probably not going to be able to get back up. What's up, man? What's up, Jerry? I uh, hope everything's well, man. Last time I, I saw a picture, I, I, uh, I, I think you have uh, um, a kid. I know you got married. I think that was a little while back, but it looks like you're doing pretty well, man. I'm happy for you. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I, uh, uh, Jerry, I worked with a long time ago at uh, Saveology Ice Rink. Um, I'm not sure what. Um, I'm not really sure as as work what he's doing now, but um, he's doing he's doing really good. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, identity. So you should really know your identity and and question a lot of things of yourself. Like you know, it's gonna it, it is awkward at first until you start getting used to like questioning yourself, like. Why did I do this? Like, why did I take this action? Why did I go down here? Um, and I, and, you know, I try, I try to do that a lot for the fact of finding your identity. Um, I'm trying to think of, I give you another example. This one's a little hard because you can't, you can go into in depth with this topic, but it's something that like is going to be different for everyone. Everyone's going to have a different identity. No one's going to have the exact same perfect identity. You might have similar traits. Like I, I could probably go, uh, I could probably go to my, my friend Eric and have a lot of similar traits, but me and Eric will never, will never be the exact same person. Like you could do that with anyone. You could probably do that with a family member. Uh, you probably have a lot of similar, especially maybe a family member because you're, you're probably surrounded in the same environment for majority of like your life or the same, uh, you might be living in the same household. So you're kind of in the same environment. Um, but identity is something that's re- I, I'm going to say is probably like on the top five and most important things to figure out, because if you don't ever figure out who you are, your, and you know, your, your self identity, you're never going to be able to figure out what you want to do in life. You're never going to be able to figure out and get through the tough situations. 
um, that's, you know, that's something that you're going to have to, you know, maybe look up some traits. He joined. What's up, Carly? Oh, what's up, Carly? I've been, uh, hopefully you're doing pretty well. I hope, uh, I think last time I saw a thing on yours, you're, you're, I think you're in college still right now, but, or maybe you graduated. I can't remember, but what's up? I haven't seen you in a long time. Um, but yeah, so, you know, identity is definitely important. I definitely would say five top five things that, uh, if you want to do something in your life, definitely got to figure out who you are, you know, what you represent and figure out that identity. Uh, I don't have any, I don't have any example. Like I gave you an example of myself, but I don't have any, um, ways to do that. I just use the mirror. So like for myself, I'll just tell you what I do. I listen to a lot of motivational videos. Uh, and then I try to pick things out that resonate with me. And then that's how I kind of self-identify. And I also look at myself in the mirror and I go, okay, what, what did you do yesterday? Or what did you do in the last week that, that you thought was, was you and what can you get rid of? Like what kind of traits can you drop? What kind of traits can you strengthen? And like, I can I constantly always do that. I look at myself in the mirror and I just kind of, I kind of talk to myself in a sense, like, like to myself in my head and I'm just like, all right, I, I can fix this. And I can, you know, maybe get rid of this. Like, this probably doesn't suit me. That's identity. Persuasion. I put persuasion in the next one. So persuasion is the next topic. I put persuasion after identity to, um, to, to basically persuasion in order to persuade someone to do something. Because I'm in sales. So you got to be able to persuade. Uh, Mo, you know, especially in like, if you, if, if you're someone that likes politics, like you got to be able to argue or persuade the other person towards your direction in an argument. It doesn't even have to be political. It could even be like, it could even be like, if you're have if you're trying to convince someone to, you know, you're with a friend, I'll give you an example. So you're with a friend real quick before I get into the example. The reason I put them together is because in order for you to persuade someone to do something, you have to know your identity. I truly feel is if you don't have an identity, you don't know who you are. You don't know what your beliefs are. You don't know the structure of yourself. You're probably not going to be able to convince someone else or persuade someone else to do something because you don't believe it yourself. That, and that's another thing too, that I, I learned. Um, I learned that off the, the one interview with the Grant Cardone and, and Ed, Millet, I think Milletti or Millet, um, is they're saying like, in order for you to be like an excellent salesperson, you have to believe what you're saying. Actually, I think it was actually Ed that was talking about it. And he was talking about motivational speaking because they do, him and Grant Cardone do a lot of motivational speaking. And he said in order, he's like, the biggest mistake that motivational speakers do is they're kind of, they're not, they're trying to, they're trying to convince people like they're trying to persuade right they're trying to persuade you to believe what they're saying right now i'm trying to persuade you basically to believe what i'm saying but when you go when you go in front of a large audience like let's say like like at this 10x growth conference that i'm saying and you're going to speak in front of 35,000 people in order for the audience to get something excuse me in order for the audience to get something out of the the, the speech, you have to persuade the audience that what you're saying is true and that you truly believe it. But he said the, the biggest mistake is normally someone just tries to persuade the audience and convince the audience. And he said, but if you, if you just believe it yourself, you just truly believe it yourself, 
he's like, that's all that it takes to speak as a uh, motivational speaker because when you're speaking from something that you truly believe in and you're persuaded yourself on the topic or whatever you're trying to um, talk about as a motivational speaker, you'll automatically, like people will feel that. He's like, you can't fake that. You can't fake that, that energy that um, people get when you're speaking of something that's like truly inside of you. And he said like, that's how you really resonate with more people is when you, when you're persuaded on a topic and, and you can, you can talk from like yourself, like something, like something inside of you, like the belief that's inside of you on whatever that topic is. And he said, that's, that's what he realized as he started speaking a lot with uh, different audiences, different sizes, uh, different events. Uh, he noticed that, you know, maybe, maybe he wasn't hitting every single person, but he'd hit like maybe five, maybe 10 people. And, and that was, and he was making a difference in the five to 10 people out of maybe like a hundred people in the room lives a lot better. And he said, you know, that's, that's what made him become, you know, the, he tried to push himself to be the best uh, motivational speaker. Now, the example I was going to give you with persuasion is let's say you're trying to persuade your friends, you're going out and, uh, you know, you're going out, you don't have any cash and you're trying to persuade your friend or your family member to buy you food, all right? You gotta be able to persuade them in order to do that. And uh, if it's like a friend, you might say like, hey, I'll pay you back later. So you try to persuade them to buy it now for you. And then when you get paid from your next paycheck, you're gonna, you're gonna pay them back. So that's persuasion. And that's every single day. You're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to persuade people to do things every single day for you. And no matter if you're a business owner, a uh, coworker, or I mean, just a regular employee of a company, um, your family members, you know, we persuade people to do things every single day. So persuasion is, is one of the, the most important traits to have, to be able to persuade people to do what you want them to do. Or yeah, what you want them to personally do. So persuasion is definitely a key to go out and, and do. Now, I've had, um, I'm going to try to give you an example of my own life where I had to persuade someone to do something that was like, that was, uh, it wasn't easy. I've got, I've gotten into a lot of, uh, political debates, which is kind of hard. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, one that maybe, uh, political debates are tough only for the fact that when you argue with someone, normally the person you're arguing with, if, if they're not if they're not listening well, or they're not, um, they're too far into the topic. So for instance, like if you wanted to persuade someone on, on gun control, which is like one of the most, most, uh, difficult subjects to talk with people. Cause either people are for it or people are against it. There's no one that's like borderline on the, on the border of it. And, uh, so if you're trying to convince, let's say, um, you're for guns and you're trying to convince someone that's against guns, uh, it's, it's tricky because most of the time people's minds are made up. You can't convince them. Um, I've had incidents where I've, I, uh, cause I'm, I'm uh, obviously Republican. So I'm for guns. Now <clears throat> there's a lot of people around this area cause it's Broward County that are against guns. They don't, they don't a lot. Like I've had people that told me they don't believe in guns at all and that society should just get rid of guns. And it, it, it didn't make any sense to me because I was talking about officers. So they said the only person I should have is an officer. And then um, 
but they're like, I really don't even believe the officer should have a gun. And it, I was like, okay, like didn't, okay. <laughs> but uh, so um, those are the people that are kind of like for world peace. So like, you'll never convince those people. You, you can say whatever you want to say. You'll never convince the people that are too far um, on the, I guess on the left with, with guns, like you'll never convince them. So that's an argument where you can't persuade someone. Right. Uh, but I've had incidents where I've talked to someone and maybe they just, they, their information was twisted and you'd present a fact and they'd be like, Oh, they'd be like, Oh wow. I didn't know that. So those are the people you can persuade. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because sometimes you can't persuade people and sometimes you can persuade people. Um, and if you're good, like a, a really good salesperson or a business uh, man, woman, or whatever, you can actually kind of maybe even influence the people that are are not really persuadable. And that's and that's where like the good salespeople come into play. Because, um, but even sometimes they can't even persuade those people. But uh, persuasion is definitely a trait that you're gonna want to have, no matter what you're doing, whether it's business, whether it's life, whether it's trying to negotiate um, salary for yourself, and and uh, go for a job position. You're going to want to do that. I uh, hope you're doing well. That is awesome. Thank you, Carly. I don't know if you're still here. Someone's on here, but appreciate that a lot. Uh, I'll have to catch up with you. I got to send you, um, I'll, I'll send you a message after or something. We'll catch up. But, um, what was going to say? Uh, so yeah, so persuasion is definitely a key. Now, um, I'm trying to, th I really want to give you an example because I've had, I've had ish like incidents with uh, just thought political because, you know, people are very political and then people, you know, it's really hard to, you're always trying to persuade someone in a political stance, whether you're trying to fight to, to prove yourself right, or you're trying to help the other person understand where you're coming from. You're trying to persuade them. Um, I had an incident. I'll, I'll give you, since we're talking about like, kind of like gun control, I had an incident open. All right. I had an incident where I was in a car with a friend and uh, I, 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 he's got, I, I know for a fact that he's got to be more left in, in, in political stance. Um, and he, I don't know how he got talking about guns, but he started talking about, um, I'm trying to think of, of how that, that conversation started, but all I remember is we started talking about guns and I think he said he didn't believe in it. And I told him, you know, I have, I have a concealed weapons permit and he was kind of shocked and he was like, Oh really? And I showed him and I, and he was like, and he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, I don't really believe in that. He's like, I don't really believe that you need a gun to protect yourself. And so, um, I started telling him about an incident that I had at my job about, you know, and, Cause sometimes at my job, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm the only, uh, I work in a department where I'm the only Republican and just everyone's Democrat over there. So, you know, no matter what you say, I know I can't convince those people. Um, cause I've had debates with them and it's just no logic, no logic over there. All right. No logic, logic's out the window with them. Uh, but, and you can't convince them. So like, I kind of, you know, a lot of times they'll talk about the news and you know, they're all news oriented. And they'll talk about the news and, oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? And I can't, you know, I just kind of, I tune them out because it's, it's just not, you know, you're not going to win um, with those, those types of people where, like, they're not, they're not willing to listen to a logical stance. Uh, just logic goes out the window. So, anyways, I was in the car with one of my friends. 
we, and he started talking to me about the, the gun permit. He didn't believe in guns. And I said, you know, it's kind of it's kind of funny that you brought this up. I actually got into an argument at my office one time, or like a little. I didn't say it's not, it wasn't really an argument. It was more of like a debate, and it got heated because obviously uh, you're trying to explain your side. They're trying to explain their side, and like the funny thing is, I understand what they're saying, but I know they don't understand what I'm saying. So like it, it's one of those things where it gets uh, it gets really awkward really fast because like they're trying to convince me, but I already know what they're saying, and I, I know it's wrong. <laughs> I just know it's 110% wrong. And then, uh, so anyways, I was telling, telling him about the, the debate I had in my office. So I ended up um, telling him about the debate and he picked up on a few points. So I'm not really trying to make this really political. I, I kind of, I don't want to go too much into the, what was, what was said in the office or what, um, you know, the political stances, because like, it's not, it's not a political, a political channel. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to put anyone in a bad position. So, and I'm, and by the way, I'm actually probably going to do a political podcast pretty in like the near future. And it's just going to be on topics and I'm just going to try, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I kind of want to try to make it where it's just a topic. And I talk about the facts and we go into different things and you know, it's, I don't, I don't think people on the left are really going to like it only for the fact that I'm just going to be as logical as I possibly can. Now, um, uh, it's not even really it's even convince people it's more of the it's because we'll talk about it in a second i'm gonna get into the persuasion thing and maybe i'll talk about it in a minute but uh so so i was telling him about the issue and uh he goes oh wow he's like yo i never thought about it that way all right um and for a split second i realized that the way i was talking the way i believed in what i was saying the way i was saying it for that split couple of minutes of talking to him, it, it was a persuadable moment where I persuaded him for a brief minute that maybe what he thought was uh, the right opinion or the right idea. He questioned himself, questioned himself and then said, wow, I never thought about it that way. He's like, that makes a lot of sense. And I thought to myself, wow, like if I could persuade someone like him, how many people can I actually persuade? That's and and that's and that's where I got into the mindset of like uh, the political podcast, only for the fact that I know a lot of people listen to a lot of news sources, and uh, we and even if you're on the left, uh, you know the funny thing is you ask people, you ask people this question, you know, do you believe everything you see on the news? And almost ninety nine percent of people will go, no, I don't believe everything I see on the news. We all know the news lies. All right. You ask that question to anyone. But the amazing part is when they hear all about these different stories and they and these amazing high high end stories, they don't do the research around the story and they just believe what they see on the news because it's so shocking. And to me it's crazy because you could ask the question I just told you, you believe everything you see on the news, and people will still say, No, I don't believe everything I see on the news. But they do. And and it's crazy. It's mind blowing. So I told myself if I could persuade that person, I can't persuade everyone. I know that for a fact. I, I, I dated a quick, quick uh, loophole here or a quick little update. I, I dated a girl that was very, very Democrat, all right, very, very left, and very, very right. Um, and I would have debates, and I, try, I tried not to get them heated. Uh, and the funny thing, I was, I was never heated. She was always pissed. She's always heated about whatever I was talking about because she didn't agree with it. 
and she couldn't handle the the opposite opinion um, or the disagreement. So, you know, I, and anything I said, I could show her videos. I could show her fact after fact after fact. She didn't want to hear it. She didn't want to listen to it. She didn't want to hear about the other side. Uh, it was completely not agreeable on, on her take on it. It was a complete shutdown. So what I realized was there's no changing this person's mind. And then you're going to probably, you're going to have that whether it's politics, whether it's sales, whether it's whatever, you're going to have someone where you can't convince them and you're probably wasting your time and you'll probably move on to, to the next person. Um, and I realized that you can't, you can't fix the whole, the whole entire population or you can't, you can't change everyone's mind is what I wanted to say. I, I don't want to say fixing because people are going to take that out of context. Uh, I mean, in the sense of you can't change everyone's mindset. You can't help every single person that doesn't want to be helped. Uh, the famous line that I say is, uh, it's like a drug addict, right? A lot of people, a lot of people when they get addicted to drugs, they get addicted to alcohol or they get addicted to something, whether it's drugs, alcohol or whatever. Most, you know, for a while they'll tell themselves they don't have a problem and then their friends or family member will tell them, hey, like I really think you have an issue or a problem and you might need to go get help and they'll still deny it to themselves, right? So you can tell them over and over you need to quit drugs. You need to quit, quit drinking. Sorry, excuse me. Quit drinking, right? But there's no way you can convince that person until eventually they admit to themselves, I have a problem and I need help. That's the same way with politics. Like there's no convincing some people. Uh, some people for the rest of their lives will probably uh, not, you know, not think logical or whatever, but it's whatever. Um, you know, I don't, I don't hold anything against those people. It's just, you know, you can't, you can't help, you can't help people that don't want to be helped. Now, um, I was trying to think, uh, persuasion. All right. So that's persuasion. So I didn't want to go too. even, I didn't really give you a great example on that. I just didn't want to go too deep into the, what was said and what, what was not. I didn't want to, um, I don't really want to make this, this channel political whatsoever. Like this is not a political channel. That's, uh, something that I thought about, which I'll actually get into in a second, like what I was thinking about doing. And, um, this is a channel to help motivate positive thinking, not negative thinking. So that's why I try to keep it very minimal um, on the politics and all that stuff. I just, I want to be honest with people that come here because like, I don't want people to think I'm like an independent or something or whatever. I just, you know, I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to tell you how it is. I think you should tell people how it is rather than lie to people. But, um, so that's that. Now how I came into the whole politics, uh, thing with the podcast, the idea that I had real quick is, um, I went to school and I realized that some of the stuff that people were saying were completely untrue. And I realized that it was either from the news. It was either from their family members. Like they, they didn't, you know, they didn't really care about politics. So they were just passed down information from family members that may not have had the right information from the start. This is the same thing with money. All right. A lot of us will say, I know how money works, but a lot of us don't know how money works because the wrong information has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And that's why a lot of us are poor, don't have a lot of money. We don't really know how money works. Um, you can take that offensively. You can take it however you want, but that's just the truth. A lot of us don't know how money really works. We don't know interest. We don't know credit cards. We don't know loans. We don't know investments. We don't know a lot of this stuff. And uh, that's, that's why a lot of us end up going into deep, deep debt or like, ba like bankruptcy debt. Um, is because we don't know. So um, I, what ended up happening was I saw that in college. I wanted to start a club where we would just show you a topic. We'd take a topic, all right? 
take a topic, and then we would just show you both sides of the topic. Because a lot of times in politics, a lot of things are scrambled. All right, so I had this idea where I'd show you the topic, and uh, let's say it was, I don't know, like gun, gun control or whatever, uh, just because I was talking about that. So we would take gun control topic, and we would show what the left was saying compared to what the right was saying, and then we would dig deep into the topic. So we would do a 360 perspective on the topic. And then at the end, I would have you decide. Like, I wouldn't say, this is the side you should go on. This is the side you should probably trust on this. I would just show you both sides of information. And you would decide what you believed and what you didn't believe. And that was something I wanted to do in college. Where it was just, um, I forgot what I was going to call it. I was going to call it something. But it was going to be like a non-biased thing in college. And it was going to show you both sides and then you're going to come up with a logical explanation for yourself on the, on the topic, the political topic. And um, what ended up happening was I needed – it was too hard to start the club. Like, it was too much information. Like, you know, I had, it, it was a lot of crap you had to get going to start it. And at the time, I really didn't have a lot of time to do it. Um, so I figured what I could do is do something like that on, on a podcast because now I'm getting really into the podcasting. I like talking to people. I really want to do more with, um, you know, I really want to turn this into podcasting rather than live streaming because this really isn't podcasting, it's live streaming. I'm just live streaming this off of Facebook and live off the computer and then live streaming off the cell phone on Instagram. So I want to get it to a point where I have like a studio, I have the microphone, you know, a lot of um, equipment for a podcast and, uh, you know, do like maybe like different shows different things that I'm really passionate about. Cause I am really passionate about politics, by the way, you probably, you probably can see that when I talk about certain things and um, you know, I end up kind of going a little bit towards a political topic or something, but um, so I'm really into it. I watch a lot of, um, you know, I watch a lot of the topics that are being said and I try to do a little bit of research and hear from both sides. And I try to get like um, a reasonable explanation and facts and a lot of, and a lot of things. So I figured, you know, it would be a good thing to start. One of those is, uh, I don't know when I'm going to start that, but I already have the name. It's going to be uh, done with politics. It's going to be like done deal, but done D U N N with politics. So it kind of sounds like you're done with it, but you're really not, but it's just, it's me. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking about doing. And, uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out. But, um, so that's persuasion. I'm going to talk a little bit about done deal investments and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. It's going on a little bit past seven 30. It's going to probably be like seven 40 after this, but all right. So for anyone that doesn't know, my name's Tyler Dunn with a company that I created done deal investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. And, uh, what this, what this company is designed to do is it's supposed to help people that are in financial situations. Um, with their property. So if you're in any financial situation, whether it's liens on your property from the city, whether it's uh, you get a job transfer, whether you're about to go into pre-foreclosure and the bank's going to take your, your house, uh, whether it's you're behind on back taxes and the government's going to take your house or, you know, cause you're not paying, you're not paying your taxes on the property. Um, whether it's uh, you're going through a very, very messy divorce. You want to just get rid of the house as fast as you can. Any situation where you just want to get rid of the house as fast as you can, um, or maybe you just your property's in a, in very bad shape, and you can't go through a realtor to um, to sell it on the MLS, the the actual um, listing sites with the with the realtor. 
or maybe you just don't want to pay a realtor a heavy, heavy uh, commission fee, which uh, I'm going to talk about that in a second once we get into this. So how this works is it's a three-step process that I call three steps to financial freedom. The first step, number, number one, is you have to contact me. In some way, some form, you have to contact me. I prefer a phone call. It's just easier. I get through the questions faster. It's more um, personable where you can, you know, you'll hear me and I'll hear you and we'll get to know each other a little bit better than just text messaging. Uh, and then um, all that is, is it's just going to, it's going to ask you, I'm going to ask you basic questions and it's just going to give, it's just going to give me an understanding of what condition your property's in, you know, what I'm getting, you know, what I'm looking into, your financial situation that, you know, I'm going to help you get out of. And then what's going to happen is once we get through that, which by the way, um, you can email me, you can text me, you can call me, you can go on the social medias and do direct messaging for that. It's not a big deal. Um, and by the way, in each description, well, it's not on this one. This one on Instagram just has the website, but on Facebook, if you're on Facebook right now, which I get a lot of my, uh, my, a lot of the traffic to the Facebook, but, um, it's in the description. I have the website, the social media links, my phone number, my email address for done deal investments. So if you want any information on contacting me about um, a, a property, okay, it's in the description. And I'm going to start doing, putting those in the description. So what's going to happen is then after that, we're going to schedule a confront, uh, confrontation where I'm going to come to your house or the property, whatever you're, uh, whatever you're trying to sell. And we're going to have a face-to-face. You can ask me any questions you, you, you have. I'm going to take five pictures inside and five outside of your property. And then I'm also going to have a, a list of all the estimated costs it would take to, um, you know, so let's say you have like a roof damage and we have to replace the roof. It's, I'm going to write that on the sheet. If you have broken windows, I'm going to write that on the sheet. If you have mold, write that on the sheet. And all the sheet's going to do is just give me an estimated cost on how much it's going to take to fix that property. That's all, that's all that is. You don't have to worry about, oh, man, he's coming with a clipboard and all this stuff. It's, it's just to give me an understanding of like how much money it's going to take to put your house into mint condition. Now, what's going to happen is once we're done with that, I'm going to take the five pictures from inside that I took and five from the outside and the, the cost deductions on how much it's going to take to put, you know, fix that property. And I'm going to go and find an investor. So that's where all the pictures, all the information is going to go to. It's going to go to an investor. And um, so that way the investor knows what he's walking into on the deal. He has all the information he needs and he's, and he's ready. Now, um, how I get, then we have to negotiate on the price. Once I get the investor or even when we lock the deal in place and I'm looking for an investor, um, or it could be me. I might even take the deal on myself depending on, depending on uh, the property and if, you know, everything goes right and in an aspect of what I look into for a property. Uh, I, Cause I could even buy it too, if I wanted to. And then I could, I already have someone that I could probably work with. So, um, so then we have to negotiate on the price. So how, how I get the price is very simple. All, all I'm doing is I'm going and looking at the, it's called taking comps. So we're taking comps of the neighborhood that you're in. And we're going to look for the three closest houses that were sold in the last month, maybe three months, um, however far back we have to go. Uh, and it's going to tell me how much the average price is in that area for your house. That's, that's where we're going to get the average price. Now, from the average price, I'm just going to deduct 
all of the um, investment costs that it's going to take for wh whoever the investor that's going to take on the, the contract or the deal. And it, we're going to, you know, we're going to deduct it and we're going to negotiate on that price from after the, the deductions of repairs for the house to be put into mint condition. Uh, it's as easy as that. Um, I'll work with you on the terms. I'll do whatever you need to do to go and find another house. You need a, real, a realtor. I can give you that. The cool thing with this, oh, and then after, you know, we, we negotiate, we both agree on the terms and, and the contract. Then we both sign a contract and then we have the investor sign the contract and the investor takes over the property and then I'll, I'll help you uh, give you whatever resources you need to go and find another place within your budget. Like I said, I have realtors, I have real estate agents, I have, uh, you know, if you need like a home inspection person, like I could, I could probably give you that. Uh, any Anything you need, I could basically give you. Normally the realtors uh, have a lot of that information too. So even if I give you a good realtor, they, they should be able to help you out with any of that stuff. Um, now, the, now the cool thing with this is all three party members uh, make it on this deal. They, they completely benefit out of this deal. The investor obviously benefits because the, the investor is going to flip it and make a profit off it. Done deal investments or myself is going to obviously make a, a profit on the deal for putting the contract together. And you're not even going to pay us. That's the coolest part is you're not paying us commission or myself commission or yeah, I guess us cause done deal investments. You're not going to pay done deal investments a dime the investor is going to pay us for putting the deal together and, and giving him almost like a finder's fee, like for finding the deal, putting it together and he's going to pay us. You don't even have to worry about anything. Uh, that's, that's the cool thing with done deal investments is we do everything. I think it's, uh, I want to say it's Michelle or Michael. It might be Michael. I think it's Michael. What's up, Michael? But, uh, so anyways, so that's the coolest part with done deal investments. So what the point of the matter is you're going to win two off the deal because you're going to walk away from that financial situation that probably would have put you into a financial hole or in probably messed up your credit. That's the other thing too, is a lot of these houses are um, a lot of the times like you're probably still making a mortgage payment or uh, that's where the, the pre foreclosure comes into place. And uh, you got to, you're going to, you're going to mess up your personal credit. And that's where we can done deal and done deal investments itself can definitely help you out uh, by not hurting your credit, not doing, you know, and, it, and it's hard when you mess up your credit, it takes a long time for sometimes like issues like that to be fixed. And you go and apply for another mortgage or another uh, home home loan and you don't get it because of that, that stupid incident where you couldn't pay that, that rent or that, uh, you know, that mortgage payment. So, that's where done deal investments really comes into place is uh, for homeowners. So if for, so anyways, let me finish how you're going to benefit out of this. So you're going to benefit out of this because you're going to walk away with the cash that, we're, that we offered in the agreement or the contract. And you're going to, you're going to get away from that financial burden. And then you're also going to be able to go and be able to afford a house within your budget because we're going to help you out. Uh, that's, that's what done deals, done deal investments is designed to do is to help out any home or property owner. That's, that's the goal. That's the mission. And so all three party members win. Now, if, uh, you know, anyone cause we went up to like the last 46 seconds over here. If you know anyone that needs help, have them look at the website. The website has a bunch of information. I paid a company to do the website. So if you want to give me feedback on the website too, to improve it, 
Um, it has all the information, whether you're, you're an investor yourself, whether you're a seller. Um, we have blogs up there for to educate more people on, on what's going on with uh, properties and stuff like that. So reach out to me, whether it's sell, email, social media, or through the website. You can do it through the website too. There's a contact page. Uh, you know, if, if you know anyone, just have them reach out to Tyler Dunn at Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.